Happy Sunday. It is such an honor and privilege to be with you all. Um, I love Biltmore Church. I love Pastor Bruce and Laurie so much. And um, it's a real joy uh, to be here in your facility, be able to share this word with you today. I recognize that you're in a series right now, a Philippian series, a series called The Gospel Changes Everything. And I hope and pray that if that's not a reality for you right now, it will become a reality for you in the days ahead. I know the gospel and the good news has changed my life. I know the gospel and the good news has changed many people around me. And I really hope and pray that the gospel in the years ahead through this great church is going to literally change the state of North Carolina. The text that I've been given today to look at is found in Philippians chapter 1, verse 12 to 14. You might want to go and find a Bible somewhere in the house. Um, you might want to look it up online. I encourage you not to just read along with me, but to read out loud along with me. Let's read this together. Philippians chapter 1, verse 12 uh, to 14. Now I want you to know, brothers and sisters, that what has happened to me has actually served to advance the gospel. Now, this is Paul speaking. Prior to this passage, he's made some introductions and given some encouragements and, and shared some prayers. He'd been praying for the Philippian church, but now he gets into the body of the letter and he starts off with this idea. Now, what I have been through, what I'm enduring, what I'm going through has actually served to advance the gospel. What has happened to Paul? He's been put in jail. Paul was called by God, transformed. A hardened man was softened. Someone who was close to the gospel had his heart opened by the love of God. And now he is, he is, he is, he is focused on sharing this good news with the world. He goes to the brethren in Jerusalem and he talks to them about becoming an apostle to the Gentiles and he launches out on a missionary journey. Churches would be planted, pastors would be raised, encouragement would be brought, but now he finds himself in jail. But he's saying here that this jail time, this confinement time is actually serving to advance the gospel. Verse 13, as a result, it has become clear throughout the whole palace guard and to everyone else that I am in chains for Christ and because of my chains, most of the brothers and sisters have become confident in the Lord and dare all the more to proclaim the gospel without fear. I want you to have a look at this line. You might want to underline it in your Bibles. What has happened to me, Paul said, has actually served to advance the gospel. Right at the beginning of this message, I want to share with you a faith declaration I'm going to dare you to make as an individual, as a family, as a household, as a church. What is happening to us right now in this quarantine season will actually serve to advance the gospel. What we're going through right now the pressure, the pain, the crisis, the chaos is going to turn around and be used by God to advance the gospel. More light will be shone. More love will be shared. 
more of King Jesus will be seen because of this season. Would you just hold that in faith in your heart? I've never been arrested. I've been detained one time. It happened a couple of years ago. Before we moved to the US, I was traveling back and forth and preaching and teaching. And and one time I was entering through LAX and something came up on my file. I had a slight visa issue. Without going into it too deeply, on a previous stay, I stayed like like 30 minutes too long. Instead of leaving at 11 p.m., my flight was delayed. I left at like kind of just at two o'clock in the morning and it clicked me over. So technically I had overstayed a visa. So because of that, I was put in a detainee room. It freaked me out. I never experienced it before. So here I am, I'm in a room with a couple of other people who are also looking confused. And we heard the click, the lock on the door. My heart started to race. I began to pour sweat as my mind began to go through all the worst case scenarios. What if they lock me up and put me into a prison? I don't do well in prison. My, my skin is way too soft. My nature is way too gentle. I was freaking about, out about going to prison. What, what if they deport me? What if they send me back to China? I'm not even from China. Like, I, I, all these like, random and scary thoughts start flowing through my mind. I tell you what wasn't going through my mind. I wasn't thinking, wow, this is good news. Here I am detained. Here I am stuck. Here I am locked down. This is going to advance the gospel. The opposite was the case. I had a very busy preaching schedule lined up and I just thought to myself, all my plans are gonna be messed up. This is the worst thing that could happen. So recognize how crazy and how counterintuitive it is when Paul says, no, what I'm going through, this season of containment, this season of quarantine, this season of lockdown is actually serving to advance the gospel. Being held back is allowing the gospel to go forward. Being restricted is actually releasing the gospel. Being quarantined is causing the gospel to spread and go viral. I want you to make this faith declaration again, Biltmore Church. This season will actually serve to advance the gospel. Being held back for this season will allow the gospel to go forward. Being restricted will allow the gospel to be released. Being quarantined will cause the gospel to spread and go viral. But here's the question, how? How does this happen? It sounds nice. Like, you know, I'm I'm going through a difficult time right now. I feel like, you know, I'm bouncing off the walls and, and, and I've just, I've, you know, put together every jigsaw puzzle in my house. I've done every home DIY project and now I'm getting really, really bored. How is this season going to serve to advance the gospel? How does that work? Well, let's go back to this text. And as we look at this text, I wanna see what Paul believed, that if we would believe it too, it would shift this season from one of loss to one of incredible gospel gain. I want to see the faith declarations that Paul was making. And I'm going to challenge you 
to make these faith declarations as well in this season to make sure you squeeze everything out of this season that God would have you squeeze for his glory and for the advancement of the gospel. So what did Paul believe? What were his faith declarations? Well, the first one, you might want to write this one down. Paul believed that he wasn't in prison, but he was being positioned. Or the faith declaration that you might want to make right there in your house right now is right now, I am not in prison. I am being positioned. I love how it says in verse 13, it has become clear throughout the whole palace guard and to everyone else that I am in chains for Christ. Or in other words, don't feel sorry for me. You might think that I'm stuck here in jail. I'm not stuck here in jail. I am in a place where there are people who need the gospel who are stuck with me. I'm not in prison. I have been positioned. And that is a faith declaration that you can make right now and for many days to come. For as long as this season goes, you can make this declaration every single day. I am not in prison. I have been positioned. I've been positioned in my household to share the gospel. There is a husband, there is a wife who needs to see God in greater reality. And I have a chance now to show him or her what, it, what it's like to really have a relationship, a vibrant living relationship with Jesus. I have children in my household who are growing up way too fast. It's like God has given me a gift and slowed my life down. In fact, I'm living life in slow motion and I am enjoying it. Being able to share the gospel with my children, to lead them in discussion, to pray with them, to maybe bring them to a point of decision to follow Jesus for themselves. I'm not in a prison in my house. I've been positioned in my house to share the gospel. I'm not in prison in my house. I've been positioned in my street. There are neighbors that I'm meeting. There are strangers who are becoming friends. It's amazing how before quarantine, no one was exercising. All of a sudden, the quarantine comes into play. All of a sudden, everyone wants to get out and walk around with their dog and get fit. I don't know why that's happening, but it's happening right now. And I know that I am meeting so many people I've never met before. Two houses down from my house, Patrick, the manager at the local movie theater. How do you say theater in North Carolina? In South Carolina, they say theater. I don't know. You say theater here? I don't know. North Carolinians might be a little bit more advanced and classy. We say theater in Australia. Anyway, he is the manager of the local theater or theater. And, and we've never had a conversation about Jesus specifically. He knows that I'm a pastor. He's been invited to church, but has never gone to that point where he's asked this question. Hey, where is God in all of this? I'm going through a lot at work. It's very painful to let a lot of our part-time staff go. Could you pray for them? I know that God opened up a door and a big part of me walking through that door is a change in perspective that I'm not in prison. I've been positioned right there for Patrick. Right across the road, AJ works at the Duke Energy Plant. And he's out the front and he's polishing his truck. And I go over and we still start talking about truck things. I look like a truck guy. And we start talking about how church has changed and how Duke Energy has changed throughout this entire season. And he just brings it up. Hey man, you're such a nice guy. 
I need to come and hear your talk sometime. So I promise you, as soon as your doors open again, I'm going to walk through those doors with you. That's AJ across the road. That would have never happened except for this season. Change your perspective and the gospel will advance. I am not in prison right now. I am being positioned to shine light wherever I am. The household I live in, the apartment building I dwell in, the neighborhood I'm raising my family in, whatever context you find yourself in, declare it. I am not in prison. I have been positioned. The second belief and faith declaration that Paul had was this, that my joy in this season will actually reveal Jesus. My joy in this season will actually reveal Jesus. I love how Paul like becomes the biggest celebrity right there in that prison. <laughs> it's like everyone was talking about him. He's like everyone, like all the other prisoners and the temple guards and the administrators and everyone else kind of working in and around this prison. Everyone else knew that he was in that prison and he wasn't down about it. In fact, he was there with a purpose. In fact, he had joy as he was going through his sentence. And we know that he had crazy joy because joy is a major theme in the book of Philippians. You'll see in those four short chapters, the word joy or rejoice used 15 times. It's like Paul was writing this letter, having a good mood. And I had a strong suspicion he was writing this letter in a good mood because it sounded like the whole way through this time he was in jail, he was in a great mood. He was in chains for Jesus. He considered it to be a joy to partner in suffering. He would say stuff like, you know what? Even if they take their life away from me, I'm all good because I get to see Jesus face to face. For me to live is Christ and to die is gain. And I have no doubt that a massive part of this gospel being advanced in that jail was connected to the joy Paul had in a difficult season. And I want to let you know right now that the joy that you choose to have in this season will be the loudest apologetic many people in your world will ever hear. I'm guessing North Carolina is a lot like South Carolina. Everyone kind of has a church affiliation. Everyone has a preacher who's somewhere in their family, like my granddaddy. Like everyone has a story about some kind of Christian connection. Everyone's got a Christian connection. Many people have never seen Christ. And they will see Christ as you show joy in this very difficult season. It's going to be a loud apologetic. When everyone has their heads down, but your eyes are lifted towards the heavens and you're crying to him for help, Jesus will be seen. When everyone is looking at the worst case scenarios, but you're holding on to faith, believing that God has our best at his heart, Jesus is being seen. When everyone is freaking out about money or work or business and you're going, you know what? I'm a little scared too, but he's always been my Jehovah Jireh, clap my provider. Jesus is being seen. There is no more common question being asked right now from one person to another. How are you doing? How are you going? How are you handling this season? And I would challenge you to make a decision to choose joy. 
Instead of saying, well, it is what it is. Oh, it's really difficult. Oh, we're going to get there. Oh, I hope we have college football. Instead of saying that, say, you know what? My heart is full of joy. My soul is full of peace. My mind is full of faith. I'm believing for the best. Choose joy. And you can choose joy. Joy is a choice. It's different than happiness. Happiness is a feeling you get connected to your happenings. Things go your way, you're feeling happy. Things don't go your way, you're not feeling that happiness. Joy has got nothing to do with your circumstance and everything to do with your Savior, Jesus. And when you have Jesus, come on, you have joy. Choose joy because that is going to boom loudly the message of the gospel in a difficult season. The third and the last faith declaration I would challenge you to make because Paul made it was that my courage in sharing the gospel in this season will become contagious. My courage in sharing the gospel in this season will become contagious. You see that in verse 14. He says, and because of my chains, most of the brothers and sisters have become confident in the Lord. Can you see that? Because of my courage in sharing the gospel in my current circumstance, there are people down the road in the next city, in another country who have more confidence in their heart to share the gospel as well. Why? Because our confidence in sharing the gospel in time becomes contagious. And you know what else? They dare all the more to proclaim the gospel without fear. I'm not afraid of what life is going to dish up because my life is in God's hands. So I'm going to declare the gospel, the good news, a God who loved creation so much that he would redeem creation through the giving of his son, his death, burial, resurrection, and now releasing of the Holy Spirit to regenerate our lives so that we can live it to the full. I'm going to declare this message again and again, no matter what circumstance I'm in, knowing that as I do that, others around me gain courage to do it as well. I'm going to declare in faith, that even more than a virus spread, the gospel will spread even further in our nation through this season. We can see it. It's happening in society. The surveys are showing it. I was reading some statistics last night talking about the percentage of Americans leaning into religion, leaning into faith, leaning into prayer at such a higher level now than they were three months ago. It's happening even here at Biltmore Church. Before this coronavirus season, every single week, round about just short of 10,000 people leaning in online, in person. Now, over 30,000 people week in, week out. I'm Asian. I'm good at math. That's a big increase. People are hungry. People are thirsty. People are fearful and they're looking for faith. People are confused. They're looking for clarity and they're going to turn to Jesus. I'm going to declare it that even wider than the spread of a virus, the gospel will spread. Jesus will be seen, souls will be saved, eternities will be altered, heaven will be populated as you allow courage to rise in your heart in this season. 
to give answers to questions that people are asking. And as you do that, your courage is going to catch all around you. What a beautiful picture for however many days we have left in this specific season. A built more church, families, college students, empty nesters, high school students, seizing their opportunity to shine light in a seemingly very dark world, to share this gospel when people are asking questions, trying to make sense of everything. This season in time will actually serve to advance the gospel. And right here, right now, King Jesus is inviting you to partner with him to do a very unique and special work that in the years to come, I promise we will give him glory for. I've been asked numerous times over the last couple of months, you know, what's God doing in all of this? Why is all of this happening? And I'll be really honest with you as a pastor. I've got very little idea. (laughs) I'm only about 10% certain that I even understand where everything basically came from and where everything is heading. I, 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 like you, have many more questions than I have answers. But I'm 100% certain that in the years ahead, we will look back at this season and we will observe the greatest opportunity afforded to the church in our generation to be hope in a helpless time. We're going to look back and we're going to see a chance like we may never ever get again to open up our homes to shine light in neighborhoods, to open up our hearts to shine light in relationships that could see the gospel advance like never before. Two months ago, a virus closed six campuses here at Biltmore. But in doing so, God opened up thousands and thousands and thousands of homes to be outposts for His glory and His goodness. And if you would embrace this season and declare with your lips and with your lives, I am not in prison. I've been positioned to shine light. And my joy in this season is going to reveal Jesus. My hope will be a powerful apologetic to a questioning world. And as I courageously share the gospel, I'm believing with all of my heart that like a wildfire, this will catch. And in the years ahead, we're going to be able to say, wow, that season served to advance the gospel. So as we wrap up our time together, I love to do two simple things. First and foremost, I would love to invite anyone who is watching right now 
who doesn't have a relationship with Jesus to enter into a relationship with Jesus. I just want to clarify that the gospel isn't about rules, rituals, or regulations. It's not about jumping through religious hoops or clearing legalistic bars. It's recognizing that God is furious love and comes to find you where you are. And because of his goodness and his great gift through his son, Jesus, you can right here, right now, start a relationship with him that would flow into forever. Full of peace, full of hope, full of joy, full of strength for each day. And it begins with you simply opening up your heart to him. So if you're watching right now and you don't have a personal relationship with Jesus, I'm not talking about whether or not you attend a church. I'm not talking about whether or not you were sprinkled or baptized as a kid. I'm not talking about whether or not you watch a little bit of Daystar now and then. I'm talking about if you don't have a personal relationship with Jesus, would you respond to this gospel good news? And simply just whisper in your heart, Father God, Thank you for the gift of Jesus. Jesus, thank you for giving us the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, I surrender my life. Take it. Use it for your glory. Thank you for my eternal security. In Jesus' name, amen. You just pray to God and he's heard you. I can guarantee you from this day forward, your life will not be the same. I encourage you to reach out online to one of our team here at Biltmore Church and let them know what God has done in your heart. We're pumped about your jump, but we're committed to your journey and we wanna help you walk forward. For everyone else watching right now, I had to pray a special prayer, believing that God is going to redeem this season and use it to advance his gospel. He's already started tens of thousands of people who weren't lent in, leaning in. Hashtag 828 strong t-shirts everywhere being a testimony about God's goodness and God at work in this life-giving church. And I'm believing that's just the tip of the iceberg as we walk forward in these special days of gospel advancement. So would you just knit faith with me right now that God is gonna use this season to serve in the advancement of the gospel. Jesus, we love you, Father God, we exalt you. Holy Spirit, we invite you. Help us redeem these days. Help us make this faith declaration that I am not in prison, I am being positioned to shine light that my joy that I choose every single day will be a powerful apologetic, will be a powerful sermon to everyone around me who is fearful and far away from you. And Lord Jesus, help our courage become contagious 
as we boldly share the gospel with all of those around us. Help us work out what the appropriate line of social distancing is. Find that line, take a step back and share the gospel from there. Help us, King Jesus, do that. And as we do that, we thank you in advance. The thing that will spread the furthest in this season is no virus, but your transforming love. Do this for your name's sake. In Jesus' name, And Biltmore Church said, Amen.